So, this is the issue. So far, at every stage of my life and career, I've been able to grow my salary, and yet each month, I still end up with nothing. Increased expenditure, the burdens of a student loan combined with a growing family, trap me in a constant cycle of waiting for payday. However, two years ago, I discovered the so-called secrets to wealth and what the rich know about money that the rest of us do not. This discovery changed my entire outlook on personal finance, investing, and I guess ultimately changed my life. Now, this podcast is simple. Each week, I'm going to share insights from my wealth journal, my experiences and learnings. And I guess I invite you to join me on my journey to wealth and create a platform for both of us to learn together. And of course, one important note that the Wealth Journal is not financial advice. Yep, that's right. I've started a podcast. And I guess you're probably thinking, what is what is the Wealth Journal? Well, I'm into personal finance. I'm into investing. And I guess this is at this stage, purely a passion project of mine. And what I tend to do each week is read a lot of articles, spend a lot of time learning about investing, financial markets, assets, and I make a note of of what I've been learning each week in my wealth journal, if you like. I guess it's more of a diary. And I just thought, why not? Why not share this with the world? So here we go. This is it, episode one. And uh, if you're still listening, then thank you very much. But um, yeah, I decided that I'm just going to focus this episode on wealth because ultimately, ultimately for me, the goal of having a wealth journal is to, over time, increase my wealth. And I guess, I guess it's probably important for me to share what wealth means to me and Really, personally, I guess it's not about being rich or successful. And, you know, maybe it was a few years back, you know, having the nice car and the large house, swimming pool, uh, private jet, the list could go on. Um, but actually, as I've grown up, I think them, them things are, you know, although nice. Um, but for me, wealth is more about, I guess, having choice, uh, freedom, um, no longer worrying about money, but also something that you can pass on, hand down to, to future generations. So, yeah, I've been interested in learning how to how to grow wealth. And um, like I said in the introduction, my financial education prior to a few years ago was pretty poor, to be fair. It's not something that you really get taught in school. And for some people, for many people, nor is it something that is passed on by by parents um, so yeah, I guess my hope for this podcast is to just help educate um, both myself and anyone who's listening. Now, it's my belief that the number one way to start building wealth, so the most important way to start building wealth, is to begin to develop your financial intelligence. So it's nothing to do with having lots of money in the bank. It all starts between your ears, in your head. 
is something that everybody can start to develop. You've just got to invest the time. And because of that, I believe that no matter your background, that, and don't get me wrong, it's easier for some people than it is for others based on their circumstances. But I actually think anyone can start to build wealth. And the main thing that's stopping people is that financial IQ. And um, hopefully this podcast plays a role in developing that. Now, you're probably wondering why can some, um, why does some northern lad think he's um, uh, Warren Buffett and uh, able to educate the masses on financial intelligence? Well, I actually, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe it for a second. Um, And that's ultimately what this podcast isn't about. It's actually about me sharing my learnings and hopefully by explaining them to to listeners of this podcast i i understand them better and if i can explain them in um northern terms um then i guess it, it simplifies them hopefully in a way that other people can can understand them too so yeah that's the that's the main goal now one of the things that i've written in my um my wealth journal this week is the problem with money and I put next to that the word inflation now I guess ultimately this is probably where my my mindset started to shift on on money and and actually saving money and um, yeah there's a term that savers are losers and um yeah, the more I've read up about this subject, the more I actually start believing in that term. So if you're currently a saver, then I guess technically that makes you a loser. And But let me explain why. Now, the problem with saving, certainly in this climate, is that you have something called inflation, which ultimately is attacking your savings. Now, inflation is it's a measure of the rate of rising prices of goods and services in an economy. And inflation can occur when prices go up due to, I don't know, increased production costs, um, such as raw materials or increasing wages. It could go up due to a surge of demand for products and services. Um, It can also increase due to more money going in the financial system. So I don't know, let's say during a, a pandemic. So I guess essentially inflation is something that is making that one pound coin in your pocket worth less every single year and it's not great it's not great as a saver and it's not great as an investor because it chips away at your earnings so as an example if as an investor you earn interest of let's say five percent from your investments in stocks or bonds but the inflation rate was three percent so in real terms you've actually only earned 2%. Now, currently in the UK, the inflation rate is around 2.1% or 2.4% at the time of recording this podcast. So we have seen it started to increase more recently. But what does that mean if you're a saver? Well, just looking at some of the ISA interest rates kicking about at the moment. So let's take an instant access cash ISA. The highest interest rate I could find was 0.5%. Now, 
Now, inflation is running at 2.4%, then if your money is sat in an instant access cash ISA for 12 months, it's actually going down in value in real terms versus inflation. I did actually find an ISA fixed for two years at 1%. So if you was lucky enough to spot that as well, then well done. But yeah, 1%. So with inflation running at 2.1%, then really that money is going down in value. So let's just work that example out on, say, £10,000 worth of savings for a year. Um, you're earning, you know, you want access to it, so you're earning 0.5% on 10 grand. That's 50 quid. Woohoo. But then 2% inflation is 200 pounds. So in real terms, you're actually 150 pound down. So that 10K now is only worth 9,850 in terms of purchasing power. And this is why saving ultimately, in my opinion, is bad for wealth. Because if you want to grow your wealth by saving your money, you're not going to do that. Okay, so let's take the inflation example now and compare money to a different asset. So let's use gold. And we'll use gold versus um, house prices because everyone can understand house prices. So in the UK, back in the year 2000, which most of these listeners potentially will remember. It's not too far away. Um, the average house price was £94,000. Now, at that time, the cost of an ounce of gold in 2000 was £186. So if you wanted to buy a house just in gold, so we're not using money at this point, you just want to buy it in gold, you would need 503 ounces of gold. Now, people didn't really tend to do that in the day because it's just not practical. But in theory, 503 ounces of gold would have got you that UK average house back in back in the year 2000. Now, let's fast forward to 2021. Now, the average UK house price in 2021 now is 255,000. So, of course, the value of property has gone up but you ultimately now need a lot more pounds to buy that UK average house. Let's compare that to gold. So gold in that time has actually increased quite a lot. At the time of recording this, the cost of gold per ounce is now £1,300. So to buy a house in 2021, you'll need £255,000 so just less than 200,000 more than what you needed in the year 2000. But to buy a house in gold now, in the year 2021, you'd only need 196 ounces. So you would need less gold to buy a house now than what you did back in the year 2000. So gold, as a way of growing your wealth in the last 21 years, has been much more effective than saving your pounds. And I guess ultimately that is a good lesson there in terms of how to build wealth. It's by putting that money to work and investing it in an asset that hopefully will grow over time. I'm just going to do a different example here, which is, I guess, a bit more um, current as 2021, is Bitcoin. 
Now, if I was to... Um, now, I can't go back to the year 2000 with Bitcoin because it's not been around that long. Um, but let's go back to 2016. So the average house price in 2016 was 217000 And the price of Bitcoin then was £500 per Bitcoin. And if you don't know what Bitcoin is, don't worry, we're going to we'll cover that in a different podcast. Um, but I'm sure people have probably heard of it at some point. So 2016, Bitcoin was worth £500. So you would have needed to buy that two hundred seventeen thousand pound house, four hundred thirty-three bitcoins. Now, as of recording this, Bitcoin is thirty-two thousand pounds for one bitcoin, and the UK average price, uh, average house price now is two hundred fifty-five thousand. As we've just said, you would only need eight bitcoins to buy that house. So, yes, investing in assets that actually grow over time is much more beneficial towards building wealth. And I guess um, at the moment, because of the way the economy has been due to the pandemic, interest rates are really low. The government wants you to spend that money. They don't want you. They don't want you saving it. They want to keep them rates low to keep the economy growing. And, um, there are pros of saving, though, but what I, what I don't want to do with this podcast is uh, everyone suddenly look at the savings account and think, well, we need to go out and buy some Bitcoin. Um, that isn't the advice I'm giving here. Um, I do actually believe that before you do any form of investing, you should have some money stashed aside in a savings account, something that you can easily access, whether that is an ISA. At least you know then it's it's safe and available if the you know you were to lose your job. Um, or I don't know, you got a leak in your roof or you needed a new boiler, whatever it may be, you should have some money behind you to, to cover these costs before really you start investing. And I think it's probably good practice to have at least maybe three to six months worth of cash to just cover those fixed expenses that you really need. Um, so yeah, I think saving, but once you've got them that sort of money in the bank just there for a rainy day. After that, I actually think saving your money is bad for growing wealth. Um, and I'll give you another example. So we've covered gold, we've covered Bitcoin. The next is the S&P 500. So investing in stocks. Not just one stock, but investing in an index of stock. Now, the S&P 500 is essentially a hypothetical index based on a 500 of the of large cap US-based companies and it it's recognized worldwide as one of the benchmarks for the for the US stock market and pretty much recognized just overall health of the you know one of the largest economies in the world and it contains um actually fun fact it doesn't actually contain 500 stocks um this is a a very geeky point it actually contains at this point of recording 505 so if you do get asked in a pub quiz then there you go 505 505 leading companies from leading industries so that all includes stocks like apple i'm sure everybody knows them microsoft amazon google or alphabet as they're called on the stock market tesla so some really big big companies in there and the average return of the s p over the last sort of 10 years has been around about 13.6 percent well i say around about i've got the exact number written down here 13.6 percent which is which is massive um 
you invest that money you know, 10 years ago and you get an average annual return of 13.6%, which is huge. That money will just grow over time. If it's sat in that savings account or your ISA earning 0.5 or 1%, then yeah, it's not going to deliver the same results in terms of growing your wealth. Now, of course, the problem with investing in stocks is that the value of your investment can go down as well as up, which is why ultimately I'm always investing with a long-term time horizon. That way I can ride the ups and downs with, well, from a more comfortable position because I know over the course of the time, hopefully my investment continues to grow. And I guess it's important to have that that long-term view and not invest money that you, you need instant access to. So I guess this episode has been purely just about understanding the way money works and ultimately why it's probably better to put that money to use rather than leaving it in a savings account. Now, one final point before I finish is that building wealth is is more of a marathon rather than a sprint. This isn't about about get rich quick. It's not about throwing up um I'm trying to think of the best analogy for this. I'll I'll actually go back to one that I read in um one of my favorite financial um or personal finance books actually called Rich Dad Poor Dad. I'll probably cover that book on a later podcast, but he describes building wealth a little bit like building the Empire State Building. You can't just, um, I guess, you know, whack some foundations down and start trying to build the Empire State Building. First of all, you've got to build a pretty deep hole and fill it with concrete. And ultimately, that analogy is is building your financial intelligence first to then grow your incredible wealth on top of it. And how do you build your financial intelligence, you ask? Well, you do it by listening to this podcast. So do me a massive favor and hit the follow button. Leave a review, ideally five stars. And um, yeah, tune in next week. So this has been episode one of The Wealth Journal. I'm Jay Hardy and thanks for listening. This podcast was sponsored by... No, <laughs> no, it's episode one. There is no sponsor. Don't be so silly. <laughs>